When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a writer and researcher of esoteric and occult knowledge delves into the CIA's mind control program. Mark David Chapman goes to get a signature from Lenin, and he's completely nervous, but he's a little neurotic, and he's just quirky, and he gets the signature. Then John Lennon comes back a few hours later, he kills him, and instead of trying to hide it or leave it, he drops the gun on the floor, takes out a copy of Catcher in the Rye, and just starts reading it there, just waiting to be arrested. Check out the huge selection of Strange Planet merchandise in my online shop. Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on Shop in the menu or find the link in the episode notes for this podcast. At my Strange Planet shop, you'll find unique men's, women's, unisex t-shirts and athletic shirts, leggings, tote bags, mugs, neck gaiters, and stickers and more. All emblazoned with amazing artwork designed exclusively for my Strange Planet shop by artist-illustrator Rick Forgus. If you're a fan of Strange Planet, why not show it off? Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on shop or Go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link. It's a strange planet. Dress for it. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Micah Dank is here, the author of the Into the Rabbit Hole series of books, and this is part one of a two-part conversation on MKUltra, the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by the CIA, some of which were illegal. Experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations in order to weaken the individual and force confessions through mind control. The project was organized through the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA and coordinated with the U.S. Army Biological Warfare Laboratories. Other code names for drug-related experiments were Project Bluebird and Project Artichoke. Hey, Micah, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you. So your first book in the Into the Rabbit Hole series, Beneath the Veil, addresses the topic of MKUltra. Just talk to me generally about how you you get into that. Why do you discuss MKUltra in the book? What's happening with your characters in the book? Well, it's a pretty real topic. So basically, um, my main character, his name is Graham. He kind of goes through a, a, a bit of a cathartic period where he finds out that his, well, it's, I wouldn't say cathartic, but he finds out that his brother was a Navy SEAL and he was murdered. 
and then basically uh, well i wouldn't say murdered but basically something happens to him and he's like goes on this wild hunt trying to figure out what happened and then he goes he, he learns about mk ultra from his friend very uh his friend np who's also a pretty big character in the book in the first book and um yeah it's just basically about mk ultra in uh in the military and you know it's funny i did a podcast a little while ago i can't remember with who but they had a military expert on and then he said this is absolutely not true this never happens and then i sent the podcast host multiple links showing that it has and the podcast host apologized to me and he said i don't know why he wouldn't have known about this Right, so, uh, because the the I'm not sure whether it was during the church committee hearings in the mid '70s in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, where they uncovered this, and and the CIA um, the director at the time, and I'm not sure who that was, um, admitted that yes, this program uh, went on, and mm-hmm. uh, but he he contended that they had. They had uh, shut the program down. Now, whether people right. believe that or not is another matter. But they oh, yeah. ha- they have gone public and admitted that MK Ultra was real. There's no there's no denying that any at any point now. Right. Well, it goes back to if you if you want to go back even further, I think it was into the 50s or something. Um, there was a gentleman who went to the who went to the. Uh, I think it was the it was the military base at the Pentagon, and he went up to uh, he got a meeting with one of the head generals, and he ended up hypnotizing the general's uh, receptionist to give him classified documentation under hypnosis. He did this to this lady, and then what ended up happening was <clears throat> she uh, gave him the documentation. And then when he pulled her out of hypnosis, she didn't remember it. So he, he wrote up this paper to the general, and the general realized that it was very valuable for the U.S. military. So it started with hypnosis, and then um, it goes further into how the Illuminati do this. And uh, there's a very famous – or it's not really famous. Not a lot of people know about it. But there's a lady named Svali, S-V-A-L-I. I'm not sure if you've heard of the name. But she used to be an Illuminati mind programmer, and she talks about how she was raised in the Illuminati and how everything basically happens the way everybody says that it happened. And she talks about how she put people under and the kind of things that they do in order to get somebody to that point. And then one day she just disappeared off the map. Hmm. Um, We should give it some historical context as well. And you mentioned the 1950s, and this is – the the early days of the Cold War. So after World War II, you've got the Soviet Union versus the United States, and they're obviously striving to increase their influence and their power and their military strength. And so you have uh, both sides really conducting these these projects, clandestine projects, with the goal of developing uh, chemical, biological, radiological. Um, psychiatric uh, abilities to to control human behavior, uh, whether whether it is to in, for the interrogation of of um, uh, prisoners um, or you know um, enemy combatants that have been captured or even spies. Uh, yeah. But it even goes back further than that, right? It goes back to the Second World War and the Nazis. Talk to me about how the Nazis really. Uh, developed 
these mind control capabilities using trauma. Yeah, okay. So it basically what you do is basically this. When we say MK Ultra, for those who are mildly familiar with it or don't know it often, what we're talking about is creating a multiple personality disorder in a person. Not that they're born with it, because these usually breed through trauma. Every time you look at the television and you see somebody with multiple personality disorder, it's always, is it not always a stronger personality protecting a weaker personality who may be the main personality? Uh, based on my limited knowledge of that disorder, that that seems to be the general idea, yes. Correct. And then at least that's how it's presented on TV, too. Well, it goes back to this. What what they used to do um, is they what, what they do is it's a it's it's a process. What they start to do is they start to desensitize you. So they start putting you in maybe like fifty five gallon drums filled with water, warm water, and they submerge you in it, and then they put the lid on it, and they'll leave you in there for like a day or two. What that does is it completely ruins your. All, all your sensations, your feelings, you 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 just kind of feel like you're floating in space. It's much like a float tank. Right, a sensory, depri- sensory deprivation. It's sensory deprivation, right. So they, they basically keep you out of the sunlight so that your sleep's wake cycle is off. They do things like pull your fingernails out. They may use uh, electrical burns, electricity. And then what happens is that you basically... If this is happening to you after a few days, your brain can only take so much. So one of two things happens, and this happens a lot too, is either it kills you, which it happens, or what happens is that you can only take so much and then what happens is your brain fractions off into another personality that's able to handle this kind of torture. So after that, it's just a matter of divide and conquer, just creating more multiple personalities. And with each personality, what you could do is they're basically blank slates. They have their own personality as, as hinted in multiple personality. But what they do is they're able to basically program them. There was a famous movie that was remade with Denzel Washington and Leah Schreiber called The Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yes. Which is, that's basically what it is, is they'll use code words to program you in order to switch a personality and then give you some information and then you bring it there. Right, the original, to go. the original mm-hmm. version was with uh, Frank Sinatra and yeah. he actually, it was rumored because after, just a short time after that movie came out in 19, well it was originally, I believe filmed in 61 or 62. Right. And then shortly thereafter, uh, and again the, the main protagonist is programmed to be a, a, an assassin and, mm-hmm. he, and he, he assassinates the president. And then right. a, a couple of years after that movie came out, of course, the assassination of John F. Kennedy happened. Mm-hmm. And um, it was long rumored that uh, that Frank Sinatra, who at that time was a Democrat, he later became a, a lifelong Republican, but he was a Democrat, campaigned mm-hmm. for Jack Kennedy. He was so distraught and felt, I don't know, somehow responsible because Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. some people believe, was also programmed, a programmed assassin. Mm-hmm. So he felt responsible. Mm-hmm. So he had the Manchurian candidate basically shelved and it wasn't released until many years later. That's, oh, really? That's the legend anyway. I don't know if that's entirely true, but this idea of taking one of these personalities, so you fracture someone's psyche, then you take one of their personalities and you train that person to be almost like a super soldier, a skilled assassin. Correct. That was kind of the basis of 
I guess it was kind of a sub-program under MKUltra called Project Artichoke. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, to me, that's fascinating. You could take someone, they could be a mild-mannered person. Let's say they're an accountant by day, and at night, all of a sudden, the phone rings. The handler on the other end of the line gives them the triggering word. Let's say it's kumquat. And all of a sudden, that person gets up, and they go, they pick up a high-powered rifle, they, they assassinate someone. The next day, they have absolutely no memory of it. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That's true. Um, you, you can talk about John Lennon being shot by Mark David Chapman, too. Uh, Mark David Chapman is an interesting thing. I think his father, Mark David Chapman's father, was in the was a pilot, I think, in the Air Force. So right there and there, he has access to the military, which is always crucial when you want to do uh, some MK Ultra type of stuff. Right. And what does he do? He goes to he goes to get a signature from Lenin, and he's completely, you know, a little nervous, but he's a little neurotic, and he's just quirky, and he gets the signature. Then John Lennon comes back a few hours later. He kills him, and instead of trying to hide it or leave it, he drops the gun on the floor, takes out a copy of Catcher in the Rye, and just starts reading it there, just waiting to be arrested. It's almost like his job was done, so he reverts back to his original character. Right, right. Uh, I remember the the British... I remember a British journalist who wrote a book on Lenin's assassination. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was something like Fenton Bresler. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how even the the homicide detective at, with the NYPD who was investigating Lenin's murder admitted that, that Mark David Chapman was behaving like some kind of a mind-controlled assassin. Uh, 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 assassin. And that, mm-hmm. that, it's interesting, that book, Catcher in the Rye, that he had in his hip pocket. I was going to get into yeah, that, Yeah, talk, talk to me, me about that. Me being the English major. Yeah, talk um, to me about that. You're talking about the character, the main character, who is basically a rebel. Holden My Col- main character, Holden Caulfield. Graham. Holden Caulfield. My main character, Graham, that sort of snarky, sarcastic, very first person, in-your-face uh, type of writing, you know, where it's almost like you feel like you're literally there with him is exactly how I wrote my book series. I, I mirrored Catcher in the Rye because that book really caught me. Interesting. Yeah. But it, but that book comes up uh, a, a few times. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that um, Hinckley, John Hinckley, who attempted mm-hmm. the assassination of Reagan, Right. Was all they also found Catcher in the Rye in his apartment? And then, if you look at that Mel Gibson movie called Conspiracy Theory, yes, I've been wanting to watch that. I, I watched it when I was younger, but I feel like I'll have more of an appreciation for it. Oh now. yes, you will, uh, Micah, because uh, because the Mel Gibson character is goes he's a taxi to, driver, right? I believe yes, and he goes to a bookshop and he and he and he and he orders um, Catcher in the Rye, and he's reading it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so some people have made that connection and say somehow whoever are, are handling these Manchurian candidates, they are using some aspect of Catcher in the Rye as the trigger. Correct. Well, do you want to hear my theory on that? I'd love to. So J.D. Salinger, who wrote Catcher in the Rye, was an incredible – I don't know what – I forget what the word is. It slips my mind and I don't want to leave a long pause. But basically he was a – when the book became famous and he became famous, he became possibly the biggest introvert on the planet. He wouldn't give interviews. He wouldn't leave the house. And that infuriated Hollywood because they had a surefire hit with this. Right, right. And uh, he never 
Um, I think I should probably know this since I have a six book series out, but I think your copyright is for 75 or 100 years uh, or 10 or 15 years after your death, something to that effect. Sounds about right. And we're, we're approaching it right now where Holden Caulfield, I mean, not Holden Caulfield, where J.D. Salinger's movie, uh, that, that movie is going to be made. But I think it has a lot to do with that. And they just basically, they use that to basically stick it to him for being such an introvert. Because when that book came out, it, there was nothing like it. I think he used the word, he used the word God damn in it. And it was like the biggest thing that ever, never happened. Right. Um, right when the book first came out, it was a huge controversial book. Um, so that's my theory on it is that he wouldn't play ball with Hollywood. Right. That's interesting. Uh, but the other thing, and I've talked to a number of alleged mind control victims over the years, you know, 20 years in this arena, uh, people like Kathy O'Brien, uh, who wrote who wrote a book called The Transformation of America and, and Life as a Mind Control Victim. Have you ever talked to anybody from the Bohemian Grove? Uh, I've talked to people who have investigated the Bohemian Grove. Okay. Uh, but I was going to say that it that there are the other thing that comes up time and time again in terms of the trigger mechanism is the Wizard of Oz. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yes, but please go on. Go on. Well, no, I, I, I was just going to throw it over to you to, on that score because I, there are certain images that people who are mind control victims talk about from that movie, <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but somehow they use the idea that. of the man behind the curtain. Right. Yeah, the I wizard. That, right. That, that's where it goes to. Plus, you wouldn't believe the kind of torture they put Judy Garland through during that movie. I mean, it's well documented. Right, right. She was terribly uh, mistreated. There's no question. So, um, tell me a little bit about your research in this area, researching MK Ultra um, for the book. Did you um, did you learn anything that shocked you about the CIA's mind well, control in the program? Book, in in the book, they go to a, they go to a place to decode some information. It's called Sena or S E N N A. O R E. That's the name of the business. I just use that as an anagram for Roseanne. You remember? You remember? Have you ever heard of Roseanne talking with like Jesse Ventura, or I think it might have been Alex Jones, or just in general, how she's talking about how MK Ultra is rampant in Hollywood? Like she talked Disney, to Disney. I, I Disney, had her on my show. Yeah, she talked about it with me on my show. Um, oh, she did. Yes, yes, and and I know her her um, her ex husband. Um, what's his name? Is it Kevin Arnold? The comedian uh, Tom, Arnold. Tom Arnold. Thank you, uh, Tom Arnold. Uh, I didn't interview him, but I, I I was a producer back in the day, and I had him on another show, and he was talking about how Roseanne Barr had multiple personalities. Uh, she yes. she would drive someplace, and she would call him uh, in the middle of the night, saying, "You'll have to come get me because it was this other personality that was too young to drive." Oh wow! So wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So she had multiple personalities, and now is that. I believe she also had a bit of a, a, an abusive childhood growing up, or was that yeah. some kind of a mind control? Well, the other thing that they have is they have what's called a handler, and I'm sure you know what that is, and we got into it. Oh, yes. People have got into it. A handler is basically so, – this type of programming is incredibly delicate. What happens is sometimes you, sometimes a personality will snap, and that's when you hear about a celebrity going into rehab for exhaustion or they go into rehab for this, and it's always specific hospitals that have specific doctors on in order to make sure that the programming sticks. Um, like I said, Disney, the kids, Britney Spears, 
you know, she, she's been programmed too. Right, right. And um, she had a very public breakdown. Um, she had a very public breakdown, exactly. Right. And people aren't ready to talk about it. There was a famous, there was a famous girl named Tila Tequila. She was a, uh, uh, she was a personality. Social media, was, yeah. Social media. She was one of the first MySpace superstars, and that landed her a TV show called. Uh, a shot at love or something to that matter effect. I'm not, don't quote me on that. But basically she started posting all this Illuminati stuff. Michael Jackson too, his daughter Paris. Do you know that when he died, his daughter Paris started posting all these Illuminati graphs, graphics on MySpace and Facebook. And then one day she just stopped and went into rehab and then she never did it again. Right, right. Yeah. So these handlers, what they do is because it's such a delicate process to manage personalities. It's very volatile if you think about it. You're basically stirring a pot of volcano juice. And um, what they basically do is they're there to make sure that they stay in line. So you'll always see the same people in the same pictures with these people. Right. Interesting. And then what happens is these people who who end up breaking forward, trying to speak out of it, what happens is they get put into a conservatorship by their parents or by the courts where they don't have access to their money, where they don't have access to anything, where they're basically, uh, again, with Britney Spears, you see the free Britney, everything that's going on right now. More of my conversation with Micah Dank when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Ancient Life Oil is a trusted name for CBD oil. High quality CBD helping you reach your ideal well-being. I've been taking an eyedropper full of Ancient Life Oil CBD for several months. And I can tell you this is the real deal, folks. The real oil. Now, here's some exciting news. This oil has no psychoactive effect, and it won't get you high. And this product is also legal in all 50 states. When you're healthy, you're happy. And the truth about this wonderful plant is that it wants to give back to mankind. Life, longevity, and happiness. It's the purest highest grade available of non-psychoactive CBD oil. You know, there are many companies out there peddling an inferior product that won't benefit you the way that you might expect. I'm excited for you to try Ancient Life Oil and see what your own personal results are. I hope you're as amazed as I am with this wonderful extracted oil that's come from one of the most giving plants. Big relief and a little bottle, CBD oil from ancientlifeoil.com. If there's one thing money can't buy, it's sanity. <laughs> Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Writer Micah Dank is here. We're talking about the CIA mind control program MKUltra. You mentioned earlier that uh, I think it was the character in your book, uh, and we were also talking about someone who's father, oh, Mark David Chapman, his father was in the, uh, yes. the Air Force. There is often that military connection. Uh, the idea, I guess, being that uh, the the father or the mother or both essentially turn their children over uh, right. to become mind control victims. I think uh, Joan Baez, uh, the folk singer Joan Baez talked about this many years ago. Her I, uh, she believed that she was a, a mind control victim, and uh, if you um, if you read Alex Constantine's book, The Covert War Against Rock, he talks about this. Right. Well, the way that I the way that um, the way that my 
main character's brother finds out. And book one's been out for six months right now. So it's a great read. You know, it goes into conspiracies. It goes into a whole bunch of stuff. But, and it's part of a six book series. Book three, book one, two, and three are out. Book four comes out March 15th. And then three months thereafter. And then thereafter to complete the series. But, um, yeah, in book one, the way that his brother finds out he has some, he has an alternate personality is he buys a watch. And I wrote this in 2013. And at the time, this was a very novel idea. It was a, it was a watch that had um, a recording device in it. So you can record video. So he basically takes a video of himself. And then what happens is he ends up meeting someone, I'm not going to say who, who triggers him. And then suddenly he's speaking Spanish and I'm not going to give away the ending, but basically he realizes that he doesn't have a lot of time left. So he said he writes this complex cryptogram for his brother to figure out. Right, right. You know, this this uh, ability to fracture someone's psyche and, and create alt, uh, multiple personalities uh, has been around for like 80 years now, if we go back to the Second World War. Mm-hmm. So, and, and back then they were using trauma they would beat the person or as you yes. say the sensory deprivation or uh mm-hmm. then in the in the in the 50s when the cia discovered lsd they started giving them massive doses of lsd right um now here we are as i say 70 years later what kind of technology do they have now i mean you've got to understand and this this i'm sure you'll agree with me 100 percent, is that Whatever you think they have right now that is leaked or that gets leaked, much like technology or, or, or genome editing or anything, what we think is cutting edge right now is really 30 years or 40, 50 years behind what they actually have. I agree 100%. Yes. Right. So, I mean, what they do now is they, 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 would, they would still do the similar things. Um, they do a lot of the, – the trick is – the trick is to you let you let people fall into sleep, but bring them out of it right before they hit REM sleep, so they never fully get that sleep that right. they need. Right, and then everything just starts to blur together. And then once a person's defenses is down, that's why they do this stuff um, with like the fingernails or the or, or, or the uh, sensory deprivation is because it lowers your defenses. You know, and then suddenly you don't know what's real or not, and then suddenly you don't know that you have another personality. So I don't know what they would currently do right now, but I know they could do it to giant groups of people. Cherry and Candidate again, and you could see Denzel in there. They're showing them videos, and Denzel kills somebody in his own squad, and they can craft a narrative around that in order to make Liev Schreiber's character able to run for Congress and run for president because he he ends up saving the the squad. Right. Right. Yes. Um, the, um, back in the fifties, there was a, uh, a doctor, I believe his name was Delgado. Oh, okay. and there are, there are well-known videos. I think you can see, still see them on, on, uh, YouTube. And he was able to, uh, they had wired a, a, a bull, a wild bull, and they had w- wired electrodes to its brain. And I think I've, I, is this the one where I don't mean to cut you off. Is this the one where they basically get the bolt to stop right before it hits something? Yes, he's got a wireless trans uh, transmitter, like a radio transmitter in his hand, and he and the bull is charging, and he can make the bull stop in its tracks, uh, turn left, turn right, 
using yep. using radio waves. Yeah. That was 70 years ago. What can they do now? Jeez. Um, I think, have you ever seen the movie Inception? No, I, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, you, that's, you must see this movie. You, you must go out of your way to see this movie okay. with, with, DiCaprio, I'm, with you, DiCaprio. I've been given my homework. What they do now is they implant ideas in your dreams. Because they, they, they are able to... So there's, there's drugs that can keep you asleep. There's drugs that can keep you awake. In one of my other books, I forget which one it is, I talk about a character that's in a coma. Now, here's a fact. In Japan, they've recently been able to neuralink three people's brains together. They're all in different rooms, but they're all hooked up to one one TV monitor. They don't speak. There's no joysticks. They're just using their minds, and the three of them together play a game of Tetris. Wow, that's what they can. That's what they can do now. Right, right. So you couple that with um, in my in my book, basically one of the guys is in a coma. And then basically the other two go in a DMT-induced drip, which is basically – the idea behind a DMT is when you smoke DMT, you, your brain releases it twice in your life. You know that. Once when you're in heavy REM sleep and once when you're about to die, right. your brain just floods with it. Right. And what they do is um, – but the, if you take it synthetically now, you smoke it, it only lasts a very brief time. But what you can do is you can actually have it dripped into your arm with an IV. And it keeps you in this like perpetual coma. So these two people get this done at this location, Senna Or, that I talk about, and they basically go into this person's coma to get some information out of it, to basically extract information. But you could plant ideas into dreams. Um, dreams are basically just parallel realities that we travel to when we sleep. That's basically what they are. Right. It, um, it sounds... Uh, eerily familiar to what they're doing at MIT. A couple of years ago, actually more like eight years ago, MIT scientists and these neuroscientists were um, had demonstrated how they could e extinguish um, traumatic memories in mice. So let's say something horrible happened to a mouse and it, you know, it, right. it, it would be fearful of something. They could, they could erase that part of its memory. So then they figured out if they can erase traumatic memories in a mouse, and you, implant one. you could implant false memories, and that's what they're doing. They're implanting false memories in mice. If they can, right. And if they're admitting that, getting back to what you said earlier, if they're admitting that eight years ago that, they, that they're just doing that with mice, you know that they're 30, 40, maybe 50 years ahead of that, so that leaves it wide open that they're doing that with humans. Right. Well, we've talked about the revelation of the method before, haven't we? Um, have we? Remind me that. You're, you're familiar with the revelation of the method, right? No, no. It's basically the idea that, um, excuse me, revelation of the method is the idea that the elites are allowed to do something. Because, so this, this all goes back to karma. When you do something evil to somebody, something's going to come back to you. Karma is the one true law in the world. Um, that's just how the universe runs. And what happens is if you do something to someone, you're going to get it back. And the idea is, is that to offset that karma, the elites have a rule called the revelation of the method. And what that means is they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want to do to you, but they have to show you, they have to explain it to you. Now they're not going to come out on TV just like that and say it, but they're going to encode movies. You know, they're going to plant a little story here and there where they talk about it. 
ah, they have to admit to it mm-hmm. in a subtle way, like predictive programming. In other words, exactly. if they're telling us ahead of time that they're going to do it, then they do it. That's revelation of the method. Right. Or they'll use numerology. So they'll do something on a specific date uh, that has some numerological significance. So that's that's sort of their way of telling us or admitting that they did it. You know 9-11, right? Yes. You're familiar with 9-11? Did you know 9-11 is the uh, new year of the Ethiopians? I didn't know that. And the Ethiopians, they have a calendar of 13 months. It's 12 months with 30 days and one month with five days. Hmm. And they are also the ones that have the Book of Enoch. And all the books that were removed from the Bible in 1684 are still in the Ethiopian calendars. Hmm. In fact, in Ethiopia, that's supposedly where the Ark of the Covenant is. Right. And there was a story that came out like a couple weeks ago that said 75 people died trying to storm this church that supposedly had it. Have you, did you I, see that I article? I did, and nobody else covered it. I actually, on social media, I was complaining. I said, this is a horrible massacre of these Coptic Christians in Ethiopia, and, and no one in the mainstream media talked about it. It was horrible. Right, but you do understand is these people tried to infiltrate a church that supposedly has the actual I am, arc. I'm familiar with, with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree that that's the, the, the location of the Ark. I know that biblically, I think it was Bathsheba who was mm-hmm. uh, married to one of the uh, the kings of ancient Israel supposedly mm-hmm. uh, took the Ark down there. Um, right. Anyway, it, it, getting back to this idea of the revelation of the method is, is, is fascinating. And it explains a lot uh, in terms of, you know, predictive programming, which I find... I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to uh, MK Ultra, and there are so okay. many different aspects of it. I mentioned Project Artichoke, and I think there's another one. Oh, we called, could do this for like we could do this for weeks. Well, we'll <laughs> we will do it. We'll do another episode. But there's a, there's also a branch called Project Monarch. Yes. Uh, can you tell me anything about Mo- Project Monarch? Project Monarch goes back to the idea of the monarch butterfly. Okay. Are you familiar with the monarch butterfly? Of course. Do you know what's so special about it? Well, it it migrates. Uh, thou- I mean, thousands and thousands of miles. It comes up to Canada, for example, and it it uh, it goes back to Mexico, and and basically nests in the same exact same location. Right, but what you don't know is if I took a if I took a high a colony of monarch butterflies, and I blacked out the car so they couldn't see where they were and they couldn't tell what was day or night. And I took them from let's say Canada and I drove them to California. They would still find their way to Mexico. Mm. They always know how to go home. Right, right. That's the idea is they always know how to go home. And metaphorically, that's how it applies. Okay, so explain with with mind control how that works. Basically, the programmer and the... um, the programmer and the um, what do you call it? I just called it something before. The handler. Handler. The handler. The yeah. programmer and the handler are the new home. They're the new home. It's a metaphor. Ah, right. It's a metaphor. So they're the new home. So basically, these people, you know, it might not surface for a while, but they always find their way home. Got it. Got it. Uh, and, and and few things have been studied as much as the monarch butterfly because they're quite remarkable. They are. They are. But that's why. And the other thing in the Illuminati too is the bees. You ever hear of somebody called the beekeeper? 
No. That goes that goes to worship of the beehive cluster, which is a asterism. It's a group of stars in Cancer in astrology. Hmm. Um, basically, in in Cancer, you have the beehive cluster, so that's the honey. And then in Sagittarius, in the middle of the uh, constellation, is the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. So metaphorically, from Cancer to Sagittarius is the land of milk and honey. Right, right. Uh, I was going to raise another instance for those people that are not convinced that this is real. And again, they should go back to the uh, the church committee in the 70s where the CIA director at the time admitted there was such a project, but he insisted MK that... MKUltra has been declassified. There's that too, they yes. They just say that it's over. Yes, that's, exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. That's why they declassified it because the, 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 they, they talk about it like it's over, but right, it's not. Right, And also there was the instance uh, in Montreal at uh, Allen Memorial Hospital, uh, which is affiliated with McGill University. There was uh, a CIA-funded program that was run by Dr. Ewan Cameron where, where women were coming to the, the hospital and they had what was probably what we now call postpartum depression. Uh, and they were basically um, giving these women, without their knowledge really, they were giving them massive doses of LSD. There may have been some electrical stimulation of the brain involved as well, shock therapy. Uh, TMS, os- yeah. Yes, ostensibly to cure them of their depression. But essentially what they did was they wiped their memory clean for this for purposes of studying mind control. This was a, a program that was funded by the CIA, conducted with the uh, under the agreement of the Canadian government on unsuspecting Canadian citizens and they sued and 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 they were awarded court settlements so this is this is a matter of public record that this this nonsense went on and uh, as you say is is likely still going on i understand why why I don't condone it, obviously, but you, you can at least understand the rationale why the Soviets, why the Americans were trying to figure out how to hack into the human brain for purposes mm-hmm. of intelligence and spying and so forth. But what? Why does the Illuminati do it? They're all they're all multiple personality, all of them. But what's to be gained? Why? What's to be gained is they're controllable. It's the same reason why in in the satanic circles um, they they sacrifice things and they get it on camera or pedophilia happens. Um, it's because you get it on camera and then suddenly they're compromised so they can go wherever they want but um, they always know that they have to come home. Right, right. Um Getting back to Project Artichoke for a moment, this ability to train train someone, uh, give them extraordinary skills, uh, that kind of comes up in the um, the, uh, the the Born Identity. Uh, I think there were three of those movies. There was a ton. I think I think there's closer to like six or seven. Oh, is that and, right? And, and they were. Oh yeah, it's a series now. It's like a, it's like a Bond series. Right, right. But that was the, the whole idea with him. Right, he was basically mind controlled. And he had no memory of his his original self. Um, he just became this this super soldier with incredible physical skills and abilities that he wouldn't ordinarily have had, and had no memory of them. 
So wait, let me let me just run back before I forget my thought real quick. There was a movie called The Forgotten by Julianne Moore. You familiar with the actress? I, I know the actress. Yes, I have. I haven't okay. seen the movie though. The, okay, so <clears throat> The Forgotten. It's it's a story that basically. Um, one day a woman has a, she has a, she has a son and everything is, is fine. And she's going to like therapy and she's doing this and that. And then she wakes up to the next day, the son is missing and nobody has any recollection or record of the son. And then what you find out at the end of the movie is that there's a bunch of aliens that came down and wiped everybody's memory clean of this because they wanted to study if love is more powerful than evil. So what they do is they wipe her memory clean when she finds out what's going on. Um, and then she ends up coming back and saying, I remember being pregnant to show that like love, the bond is still there. Right. Right. And when that happens, the God character kills all the ones who are doing this revelation of the method thing. Uh, so that goes back to wiping the memory thing. That's that's right. why that's what triggered my mind is that's right. where it comes from. But I'm wondering if if Hollywood often tells these stories and mm -hmm. we think, oh, that's just science fiction or that's a thriller, but it's actually perhaps the truth. Yeah, this and, and you and I, I think, are on the same page. We believe this is happening. Right. Uh, but is that part of the revelation of the method? Hollywood is telling us they're doing this by showing it to us in a movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Movies, music, hand symbols. Right. We did hand symbols before. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, movies, music, hand symbols, everything. Everything is all tied together. How many um, How many mind control victims do you think there are wandering around out there right now who don't realize that at night maybe the phone rings, someone says a trigger word, and they're off doing, I don't know, flying a helicopter, uh, I, I know that investing time, energy, and money into getting someone that could truly be useful to the Illuminati, it takes a lot. So I would venture to say that there's not that many, to be honest. Um, but every once in a while, one snaps and you get a glimpse into it and suddenly they're – that's the thing that they rush to. They always go back to um, the hospital for dehydration, right? That's the thing. Right. Have you ever been in the hospital for dehydration? No, I've not. I don't know many people who have. And yet all these celebrities go there for that. Exhaustion and dehydration, right? Exhaustion, yeah. Right. Exhaustion and dehydration. And so you're saying that they're going back in there to be reprogrammed after they have this Correct. public episode of a, some sort of a meltdown because they have their programming has, has worn off. Did you happen to see that video of, who was the, uh, Anna Nicole Smith? who was married to the Texas billionaire where right. she made all her money. Yes. Um, did you ever see that video of her kid's birthday party where yes. she's dressed up like a clown speaking like a five-year-old? Oh, yes, yes. That They caught it on tape. And then, you know, her handler was there. Her handler was there in the video the whole time. And he was basically looking very nervous and very uncomfortable. But basically, that's one of her personalities that came out. Britney has one, too. Britney has one where she pretend, And they caught this on tape, too. It came out like 10 years ago where she's basically a British woman. And they asked somebody, they was like, How, how's your life? And she goes, I wish I was living yours, darling. Hmm. Mine is horrific. And it, it was a legitimate personality. Amazing, amazing. Um, how do people get a copy of Beneath the Veil, the uh, book one in Into the Rabbit Hole series? So three books are out. You can go to Amazon 
Or if you'd rather not give money to Bezos and you want to buy them directly from me, you could find me on Twitter or Facebook at Micah Dank. Just reach out to me. And uh, I, I mean, I've sent in the last in the last month, I must have sent out about 150 stacks of books Fantastic. to uh, two different people who wanted signed copies. Um, reach out to me directly. Um, we could set it up real fast. Um, you can you can Google me, too, if you want to look at other videos that that I have done with Richard. Uh, I believe I believe you can, right? You're, is it on YouTube? Well, the podcasts uh, the podcasts are available. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pod, well, they're listening to this podcast, so they know how to find it. And uh, you've also okay, been with good. me on on Coast to Coast AM. Yes, correct. Yes, so that's basically where to find me, and we can totally go into this for forever, really. Well, we'll um, we'll, uh, we'll do it a part two uh, very soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Micah. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate it. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to tell you a little bit about an upcoming episode. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get access to premium episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Coming up next time, comic book style illustrator and pop culture historian Arlen Schumer shares his thoughts on the 1960s TV series Batman. You know, I describe it as a love-hate relationship. And hate's a strong word, but it's the opposite of love. Part of me loves things about the Batman TV show. I love that animation. I love the logo. As a graphic designer, the Batman logo is very unique. It's one of the great logos. I love the pop art aspects of the show, the sound effects. And I love the fact that I experienced it as a kid. And that initial excitement is one of the highlights of my childhood. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.